you guys do our San Diego game last year? Joe, I can't remember where I worked last week. They're going to go for it here on fourth and one. A lot of words, a lot of words. No snap, no play, nothing, right? What's hard? Our count for up off sides. Hello, this is Hard Count, Fox Sports Australia's NFL podcast. I'm Melanie Dinyashki, and now Christmas and New Year's period has left me without some Hard Count regulars, Pat and Laurie. But, of course, I'm joined by two guest hosts today in Dominic Burke. G'day, Mel. Hey. G'day, Tam. How's it going? And Jace, Jason Marsh. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas to you too, mate. Now, so, wait, uh, so just quickly. Yeah. Who's who? Who's who's stacking and who's Laurie? Oh, That's Laurie, you don't know those people? No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> out of who? Oh, Jason out of you two. Oh, okay. No, I yeah, know yeah, those people. Yeah. Very familiar with um, them. I would say that, Dom, you are a stacky and you are a Laurie. I'm oh. sorry if that offends. Yeah, well. <laughs> just, just quickly on Laurie, isn't he supposed to be the hardest working man in Australian NFL or something like that? Himself. Yeah, and he's just like gone, he's disappeared at the business yeah. end of the season. Yeah, yeah he's off in Dallas right now enjoying uh, the Cowboys' uh, recent victory over Detroit, mm. convincing fashion that was. But we've got a lot of news to cover in Week 16. It was a belter. Let's get into it. And we kick it off with the Chiefs eliminating the defending Super Bowl champions Denver from the playoffs beating them 33-10. This was all KC start to finish, wasn't it? Bye-bye Broncos. Absolutely. I mean, the Chiefs are a funny one. Everyone, there was that big matchup a week or two ago between them and the Raiders, and everyone knew that was the big AFC West yep. clincher. Yep. Um, and then the Chiefs are just kind of rolling on now, and beating the Broncos has just kind of cemented their place as genuine playoff contenders in a year that's not caught that many. Mm. It's pretty awesome the way they did it, too. They showed a lot of classy plays in that. Saw Tyreek Hill continuing his rise, 70-yard rushing touchdown. And how about Travis Kelsey getting on with an 80-yard score, followed by a nice little cha-cha dance in the end zone. Mm -hmm. But the story had to be Dontari Poe, 346-pound tackle throwing a jump pass touchdown to Demetrius Harris in like the final seconds of the game it was so unnecessary it was brilliant yeah, yeah it was outstanding salt to the wound is <laughs> the heaviest guy to throw a touchdown in the NFL since Jamarcus Russell it's apparently official. Yep. it is official hey do we know right. the weight of Jamarcus Russell I guess he was he would have been a little nowhere that. near that much really yeah, yeah. Not even close. oh yeah. man no that was awesome stuff and you know not the first time he's been in an offensive play too he's showing a lot yeah, of that, skills there for that, a big man that record's probably going to hold for yep, quite a while because records so. tumble all the time yeah, in, that in one, the NFL but that one that one's sticking be. yeah yeah and look the big talking point I guess is um, Alex Smith um, as I said really uh, getting that offense rolling do you guys think he showed enough that, that they can really go far in the playoffs I think the whole game manager tag that he's kind of epitomized for the mm. last few years, um, he's kind of showing that he he still is that. He's still very much a game manager, but he's now got the pieces around him that, that work for that style of play. He's got the offensive weapons, which he yep. never really had before. Um, like Travis Kelsey really coming on. And, and, and he had know. a slow start to the year too. So yeah, it was absolutely. a bit average, but now he's really hitting his straps. Monster game, 160 yards along with that touchdown. Yeah, you can't argue with that. Everyone loves a good TE. Um, Travis Simeon, on the other hand, for Denver, 43 pass attempts, 17 completed. That's an ugly stat. Um, mm -hmm. No touchdowns thrown, one interception, 183 yards total. Um, yeah, really, really battling the the Broncos. Probably, do we think maybe it's kind of fair that they didn't deserve to be in the playoffs? Or yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The the offense has not been 
impressive no. at all all season. Uh, I think um, the running back play has been terrible. They've got good running backs. They just haven't been able to like well, get any, anything going with and, them. And, and keeping them fit. Yeah. So CJ Anderson going down, yeah. and then mm-hmm. Capri Bibbs was looking better than Booker yeah. anyway, and then Bibbs went down. Yeah. And, and so I think that just didn't help Trevor Simeon who's yeah. effectively a rookie quarterback. And now, Dom, you normally cover rugby league these days. You used to be with us at Fox, but now you've moved on to Daily Telegraph in the rugby league uh, section there. And you would have been very impressed with a certain effort of a security guard. Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant uh, covering tackle on a... Uh, as a Broncos fan, wasn't it? I think Who so. ran he onto had the like field. a cape yep. as well. Yep. It was very weird, but uh, great tackle from behind. Fun fact about that, that... So that um, that game was called by Kevin Harlan, who was the same commentator that called the, um, I don't know if you remember this from earlier in the season, Monday Night Football game between LA and San Francisco, when the most exciting thing that happened was a streaker ran on the field. <laughs> right. And he had this amazing call of the streaker. Um, so what is it between this caller and I don't know. Uh, Pitch Invaders? Yeah. Amazing. Well, there's yeah. a stat you won't see on NFL record books. Moving on, though, we have to mention, of course, these are two teams that are out of playoffs contention, but it would be rude not to mention Cleveland beating we could. San Diego. We well, could not mention them. <laughs> I think we should mention it. They okay. are your team, San Diego, but they got beaten 2017. First win of the season for Cleveland. Their first win for the Browns since December 2015. Uh, as a Chargers fan, <laughs> I, it was it was depressing, but it was depressing because I could see it coming. It was like a couple of weeks ago, everyone was talking about the Browns going through the whole season winless and I'm like oh, you've got the charges coming up <laughs> I just know we're going to lose that game and sure enough they did Yeah, right. with right. a couple of botched field goals late in the game Josh Lambeau had a chance to send into overtime in the final seconds yeah. but well he'd, he'd been blocked like a few minutes earlier so you reckon they got in his head yeah I don't know and then yeah. it was yeah I mean they did the right thing a minute and something to go Philip Rivers got him into position yeah uh, and then just missed it and being that f- the f- the Fourth down didn't help yeah, either. Yeah, because they couldn't and spike. So they're running it. Yeah. up, they couldn't spike, and he's rushed. Yep. That's yeah. tough as a kicker. You've got no time. You don't know if that snap's going to be good. Actually, it was, yeah. but that doubt's in his mind. He's just got to put yeah. his foot through it. Look, there's lots that the Chargers can be happy with moving forward, uh, wherever their new home may be next season. Mm. Got Joey Bosa, Melvin Gordon, a um, couple of great receivers, and Phil Rivers just still firing. But this was all about Cleveland, and there were sensational scenes after the game. Everyone crying, hugging. Team captain Joe Thomas, one of the rare stars of the team, a a, a pro bowler, he summed it up best. You know, I I think I was looking around for people to hug. (laughs) There was a few tears in my eyes, and I kept telling myself, I shouldn't be this happy. This is not that big of a deal. We just won a game, and it doesn't even matter. But uh, it definitely felt like it was more than just a win. Obviously. You don't want to say it was like our Super Bowl, but it really was. I mean, this was the biggest game of our year. So there you go, like their Super Bowl. That's a great way to sort of, uh, they'll probably be aiming for one more win, I guess, to end the season. Yeah. But uh, some some light at the end of the tunnel for they, Cleveland. They could have had a couple yeah. as well. Oh, they came close. Um, yeah, it, wins. they had a couple of. It was good they had a win because comparing them to that Detroit team that went winless a few, they weren't anywhere near as bad as that. Yeah. like there were there were games that they could have won, so it's good that they won. It's just a shame it was against the Chargers. Yeah, I wouldn't even say they're necessarily the worst team in in the NFL. Yep. Um, but what happens to Hugh Jackson now? Well, what happens? Well, uh, I reckon after the, we talked about this in a couple of uh, eps before this podcast. Um, the guys, Laurie and Pat, were thinking that maybe he should be given another chance, another year, and seeing how those guys respond to him in the locker room, it looks like they're backing their guy. Yep. Um, so I, I 
kind of like I said that maybe he shouldn't be given another year. But you know, if the team are behind him, maybe maybe they can turn things around. I don't well, know. it's this rebuild that they've started. They may as well continue it and see where it goes. Yeah. That's, that's, what else are they going to do? Um, of the coaches, I'd be more worried about um, if I was Mike McCoy in the Chargers. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, There's been a lot of impatience from fans for yeah. a while now, and losing to the only winless team in the league That's is probably not going to help your that case. That has got to hurt. Look, Seattle now moving to the NFC. Uh, they had the NFC West title locked up Arizona out of the playoffs race, but uh, Bruce Arians, man, they were not going to roll over, were they, Jace? No, I think um, that's always going to be a tough division game, the mm. NFC West. I mean, my 49ers are in there, and they're the, the punching bags, but uh, <laughs> oh, they've got the win on the Rams. Um, and it's just kind of been, it went from being such a strong division to being so weak very quickly, and uh, I don't think the Cards wanted to let the Seahawks just kind of run away with it. Yeah, yeah. And everyone knows they've got the firepower to beat anyone, just kind of hasn't been their year hasn't gone quite right mm. but they were always going to turn up at this game it was never it was never going to be a form game yep let's put it that way and plus they had brutal injury luck the yes. Seahawks oh yes, yeah absolutely. well they had uh, they had Tyler Lockett yep. copping that really Gruesome. really nasty leg break if you fancy your, your the the, the fortitude of your intestines uh then you may watch that video on i'm not watching that i'm never watching that um but it is i'll click the video stuff. but i'm not watching <laughs> did we put a graphic warning on it we did we did okay. graphic yes uh, graphic, graphic exclam- exclamation mark yep. um real ugly stuff and he's a great young player and he took a great catch that's the saddest thing but it, it you mm. know um unfortunately he's going to be out for a spell yeah. um you know they've also got thomas rawls going with a shoulder shoulder injury out of that mm-hmm. game. I mean, does that hurt their playoffs hopes? Of course it does, definitely. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they're they're not out of it by any mm. stretch of imagination because they're still a very good team. That, Russell Wilson showed a lot from yeah. what he was given with that O-line just getting pounded. Yeah, the O-line is a, is a big worry, um, but he's sort of shown, especially in the second half of the season, that he can manage it mm. so, like from time to time. Mm. That injury doesn't help. Thomas Rawls, he is a key. His injury history is not great. So if they can get him fit and healthy, then they're definitely a contender. And the, and the defense obviously holds yeah. up, so that helps. Yeah. They don't want to be chasing games, I guess, and leaving it to Stephen Hauschka to kick a, a, you know, a game-tying field goal. You know, he obviously missed that one. He's not been that great this year either. But, uh, you know, this, you don't want to be coming down to kickers, and unfortunately they were chasing the game. But the big thing about that was um, the touchdown that really got them in a position to win was from Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham who up until that fourth quarter TD was yep. only had two targets. Uh, that seems crazy for a guy with his sort of skill level. Yeah, he's had a such a comeback season mm. and they need to lean on him, especially with wide receivers out that they uh, they need Jimmy Graham firing, but they need to give him the ball to, to do that. And it just seems like they decide what makes you wonder why alternate not, weeks though. whether or not they decide to use him. Yeah. The game plan changes, I get that. But you know, this huge guy who you know they used to, it was only like a year ago, two years ago that they were talking about paying him like a wide receiver because that's how he's used. Yeah. Well then use him that way. Yeah. You know, that's obviously what he's best at. I mean, maybe it was uh, an example of Pete Carroll perhaps trying to keep him safe and healthy for the playoffs because as I said, already had that divisional title locked up but uh yeah be keeping close eye on that one moving forward um the Steelers now they won AFC North with a comeback win over Baltimore 31 yeah. 27 Baltimore out of the playoffs they were rubbish yeah. all year in my opinion so but, that yeah, seems fair mm-hmm. um, it was a thrilling it was a thrilling game though um it was. It was, and it was a you know a great great matchup between two divisional rivals mm. 
Uh, Steelers coming back, 21 points in the last quarter to win it with uh, who else but the great Antonio, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a touchdown like 10 incredible. seconds ago or something like that, reaching yeah. out. It was insane, yeah. yeah, which he is. <laughs> he is. He's an incredible athlete, and he uh, really does what he can st- does what he can to help that team. Ben Roethlisberger looked like really pumped up to the at the final stages of that game. You can tell he's probably feeling it more and more as the season comes yep, to they, a close. Mm-hmm. So they their offense amazing, yep. especially that 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 last quarter. Yep. As I said, twenty one points to win it. But are they the real deal? See, I'm not fully convinced. You look at the AFC and who are the sort of guys who are firing right now. Just because you're winning games doesn't necessarily yep. mean you've got all things cruising along as they'd like. That's not to say that they're not a uh, potential Super Bowl contender at all. I think they have the, the keys to do it. They got Le'Veon Bell healthy. He was a monster in that Speaking game. Speaking of as freaks, usual. Le'Veon Bell, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's he's awesome, and uh, look, I think that they are still one to watch. Yeah, they definitely are. Like those three guys, like Roethlisberger, QB, Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, that they can score, po- they can put up points. It's just their mm-hmm. defense. It's whether or not they can. But they can hold not out give games. up twenty seven yep. points to the Ravens. It's, it's the old we can score more points yep. than you exactly strategy, <laughs> and just keep keep Roethlisberger on the field. Yep, and those three are going to make it happen, aren't they? Yeah, and another quarterback that's sort of. Uh, had some question marks uh, asked to him in recent weeks, but he's led the, his team to a fifth straight win. Aaron Rodgers with the Packers turning up against the Vikings, 38-25 with the win. Yep. That's 9-6 and six of the season for the Packers right now. Yeah, and running the table, mm-hmm. just as he claimed that they, mm-hmm. they would, they need to do, and they would do. And, man, he's, he's turning out to be quite prophetic, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. Jordy Nelson, two touchdowns, 154 yards, um, liking what I'm seeing from those two guys. Every time they link up, you know you're onto something good. Yeah. Um, the Vikings, of course, they made a couple of great plays. That you know, Adam Thielen's been a real success story out of uh, Minnesota this year. Um, officially out of the playoffs, though, um, the Packers now have a must-win game against the Lions in the final week of the regular season. Well, they both do. They're yeah. well, e- equal records, right? Exactly, so nine exactly and six, right. winner yeah. takes all. Amazing. That's yeah, going to be the game to watch. Yeah, fantastic finale. And it's the final game of, of the season. Yeah, no, that will <laughs> be a brilliant, season. brilliant. And, and, you know, Green Bay, really, they were, you'd think they're pretty good favorites for a wild card, wild card playoffs berth. But, you know, all's not locked in just yet. Green Bay, the big question I have, right? Okay, they had four sacks on Sam Bradford, but their defense as a whole, I still think they're highly questionable. Bradford had almost 400 pass yards that offense, I don't know if it's going to be enough to get them that far with the defense coughing up that many yards. Yeah, I, the the Packers have always been a funny defense in that way that they let points in, mm. but they're great when it comes to turnovers. Mm. And I think yeah. they are, that's the part that started clicking a little bit. So they're still letting letting touchdowns in and field goals, but they're giving Aaron Rodgers the ball as much as they can, and then he goes down the His field. His calf looked just fine as well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think Clay Matthews um, sort of coming back and playing yeah. well it helps a lot too. Um, he was getting after Sam Bradford quite a bit. Yeah, he's going to have a massive impact as the playoffs arrive. Um, quick run through the other big results of the week. Atlanta claiming the NFC South comprehensively mm. beating the Panthers 33-16. I like the Falcons. I know you guys talk about the Falcons all the time, but I just want to add my <laughs> voice. loves the Falcons. Yeah, well, I, like, um, <laughs> rightly so. They're, they're a very, they're good, they're a very good team. They are. Um, can lock in the number two seed. 
Matt Ryan having an MVP-esque season. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah well, I mean, we'll get on to Derek Carr in a second, yep. but um, with him out of the way effectively yep. for the MVP, yep. that puts Matt Ryan Opens further it up. Right up. Yep. Yeah, for sure, for sure. There's some great things from Atlanta looking ahead. The Giants, they also had a loss to Philly, um, which locked up the NFC East title for Dallas, who got a win over Detroit. As we mentioned, um, the Dolphins, they eliminated the Bills from the playoffs. And with the Broncos losing their game uh, to the Chiefs, Miami secured a wildcard spot in the playoffs. Uh, Houston, the final one, they got the AFC South Division. Probably a bit of a, a, <laughs> a weird one because not too many people. I think we could have won the AFC yeah. South Division. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think those last two results are kind of ha- share a theme there, yeah. which is how are these teams in the playoffs? Uh, yeah. How are the Texans and how are the Dolphins it's in the, the playoffs? It's the brutal nature of NFC and AFC split, really. There are so many teams it's probably like, on the one side that deserve to be there, but mm-hmm. they're not all going to be they're able to. They're not going to make it. Um, but that I'd much w- rather see, say, if Detroit loses next week to Green Bay, I'd much rather see them in the playoffs <laughs> yes. than see Houston, Texas. Well, you're not a Tom Savage and Tom fan? Tom Savage. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like him more than I like it's Brock Osweiler. It's like the complete opposite of these teams who have their quarterback carrying them through into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. These teams with no quarterback well, somehow yeah. falling into the, the playoffs. Texans star, J.J. Watt, still injured. Uh, um, they got that 12-10 win over Cincinnati. Might have been ugly... But you know what? All this talk that you guys are having, Bill O'Brien, head coach of the uh, Houston Texans, he doesn't care what you think or what reporters think for that matter. Obviously, it wasn't the prettiest of games. Doesn't uh, matter, Brian. But, but AFC South champions two years in a row, Brian. Yeah, but you guys are back in the... Doesn't matter what it looked like. Back in the playoffs. Looking forward to the playoffs. Exactly. Go ahead. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> Sorry, but you guys are... Exactly. I feel bad for Brian. I'm yeah, gonna be Brian. Honest. Poor Brian, he's just trying to get a question in, and Bill, yeah. O'Bri- Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, the O'Brien, uh, he's uh, he's not having any of it. No. Look, as you mentioned, a couple of uh, big names we need to talk about: Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota in the hurt locker this yeah. week. It's a week for broken fibulas. <laughs> it certainly is. Yeah, bad week. Everyone protect your fibulas. Yes. <laughs> you know, you're doing any kind of post-Christmas activities, yeah. just you know, strap up, shin yeah. guards. And that kind of thing. Yeah, it's bad news for time. It's a dangerous time of year. Yeah. It is. It is always the Christmas season. Fibula warning goes out to everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, Mariota gone. Shock yes. loss to the Jags. Mm. Third win of the year. Yeah, it was a stunning one because, like, you know, the Jags just dumped their coach, yeah, right? And, that's uh, classic. And then, then they came back, back with a big old win. Obviously, getting Marcus Mariota out helps them. But uh, it's a bad loss for Tennessee. They reckon he's out for at least – or up to five months, sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not much left of their season. But out of the playoffs, Matt Castle probably not too exciting there for Tennessee fans. But, mm-hmm. you know, moving on to next, the, next season. Is, yeah. He's, he's got a bright future. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're all right. But the, the bigger one here is Derek Carr because sure, Oakland sure. have gone from playoff contender to out Really? You're calling it? Yeah. yeah. Calling it out? Is that your hot take? You think yeah. they're out? Derek like like, good luck to the, the Raiders. I, like, I'm not... You're not a hater. I'm, I'm yeah. not a hater at all. But, like, <laughs> Derek Carr's having... Like, they've got good weapons. Um, and I... I Matt McGloin, is that who's going to be playing yeah, quarterback that's now? The one and only. Like yeah. he, he, he can be a fine quarterback. <laughs> he can, he can do a job. But like can they've it? gone from, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he's, he's like one in yeah, three, one in five, yeah, or yeah. something like that. He can starts. come in and do the, the you know, play a safe game or whatever. But he's not doing what Derek Carr was doing, which was as I, as I was saying before, MVP esque season. Yeah. Um, and making like taking them to that next level 
basically yeah. by himself because their defense is hopeless. Yeah, yeah. They've done an amazing job under Derek Carr. Um, and for a young quarterback, that's really impressive considering that, you know, only a couple seasons ago, go, they were barely had three, yep. four wins. They've, um, yeah, they, they've come a super long way, but, yeah. like, that's that's riding that's Derek Carr for a lot exactly, of it. And, yeah. then, and then, so this week, they're the number two seed of the, at the moment, but they yeah. play, they go to Denver and play the Broncos. I, I'd like... The Broncos, sure, they were bad last week. It's their last game. They might want to go out with a bang right. as the defending Super Bowl champs. Make a statement. And and there, if there's any team that's going to go after your yeah. green quarterback, Correct. Yeah, it's going to be them. Scary. Be Miller and exactly. And then the Chiefs play at the Chargers. They'll win that game easily, and that, that puts them in the two seed. So, yeah. yeah. yeah that, so that's such a, such a big drop from... Yeah, like, well, drop. Yeah. but here's something to consider. Uh, Derek Carr's... Uh, surgeon, Dr. Robert Clapper. He, that's a real name. That is, <laughs> I know it doesn't sound like Dr. Robert name. Clapper, who has a Twitter account. Um, he tweeted, if Raiders make it to the Super Bowl, don't count him out. Um, oh. And obviously backing Carter, perhaps, if if the Raiders were to ride out the Matt McGloin train all the way to the Super well, Bowl, that's maybe that, do they do they do that? Do they take that? Are they, go- that are, they, are, they are the Derek Carlos Raiders going to Foxborough and being the Patriots? <laughs> Well, but even if and if they do, is Matt McLoin losing his yeah, job? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course not. Because they're they're probably not going to end up with a with a. Oh, they're going to be in a wild card spot, right? Yeah. yeah. And so they're going to be playing a lot of away games. If Matt McLoin can take them through three away you games, you wouldn't do that. You're not dropping him. Well, it's the old uh, Tom Brady Drew Bledsoe scenario, yeah, right? Absolutely. He, he led them to it, and he just kept it. Uh, the gig, yeah. something Brock Osweiler didn't do. <laughs> yeah, Brock Osweiler did not do that. <laughs> um, but moving on, that is something that we are going to keep an eye on, of course, as well. Um, the silly season, as they call it, uh, a great time for gift giving, for you know sharing the love. And we heard last week uh, from Blake Muir, the Australian offensive lineman in the Atlanta Falcons locker room. He's on the practice squad there, having a nice little gift-giving exchange with his fellow O-linemen where the minimum buy-in for presents was $800. Wow. Sounds like a lot to us, right? But mm. this has nothing on these guys. And we want to talk about the big spenders in the NFL who are giving their their fellow players massive gifts, gifts that, uh, you know, beyond uh, yours and my pay you know, our salaries. I think I've spent $800 <laughs> in Christmas presents in yeah. total ever. <laughs> I yeah. know, right? Well, this one's even super- surpassed that. So I want to ask, would you re-gift or keep these? Start with, starting with Dom, Seattle quarterback Russell Wilson buying the entire team first-class tickets on Alaska Airlines. I'm keeping that. You reckon? Yeah. Even Alaska Airlines. Yeah, you can go check out Juno. That's beautiful, yeah. right? What's wrong with Alaska Airlines? Whoa, what's with the okay, Alaska hate? So my question, though, here is I'm pretty sure he's sponsored by Alaska Airlines. Yeah, he is. So, so I don't know. I, some question marks over, you know, whether that's a legit gift if you're just getting a yeah, sponsor's absolutely. discount or whatever. Oh, probably it. wasn't even a discount. This is great probably publicity for them, right? Get the totally. whole team flying on there. Totally. I think they probably fly Alaska Airlines a lot anyway because um, – that they fly in and out of Seattle. So. Yeah, yeah. But if you're a, if you're a big guy on an NFL team, that extra room in first class that is like gold. Mm. I'm so, not a big guy, and I'll take the extra room as <laughs> well. Definitely. definitely. Um, okay. How about this one? Washington cornerback Josh Norman bought former Carolina Panthers teammates and and some selected staff personalized bathrobes. What do we think of that one? Regift or, or keep? Um. Well, the problem with the regift if it's personalized. 
and you know you've got a little uh, Dom yeah, Burke on the on the chest. If it's initials, yeah, sure. if it's initials, it's okay. You can find like you can yeah, hunt down someone with the same that. initials. Yeah, or but, just yeah, say it's the new nickname. Yeah. Although if you're if you're Cam Newton. And it says Cam Newton on there. The re-gift value is actually probably pretty high. Yeah, yeah right. It's like being signed, Just effectively. put on eBay, really. Yeah. <laughs> Make some money off of it. Mm. Um, now, there was another one that was kind of a bit, you know, maybe another sponsoring type deal. Trevor Simeon, the Broncos QB, got his own line. Skittle dispensing Parker Coates. What do we think? It's kind of... I'm throwing this one back at you, Mel. Okay, so I saw the video of it. And he, he just reminds me so much of like... Macaulay Culkin, glory days in the 90s, like just a, a little child and he's adorable and stuff. But I, I I just don't think that it's a very serious gift. Like it's a very childlike gift for grown men to be giving Skittle coat dispensers. It's got that sort of novelty value for what's probably quite an expensive gift. Yeah, It's one yeah, thing yeah. to get like the novelty like candle or like pencil. Totally. And I don't know if like, I mean, you might keep it for a week and then you get over it and you're like, wait, no, all the Skittles are getting sticky in my pocket and I just don't want it anymore. Marshall Lynch might want one. Yes, he, he would. He would love a he Skittle would. dispensing Parker. So I'm going to re-gift to Marshall Lynch. Again, it's good books. Good call. <laughs> I like it. All right, we've got a couple more. What about Olivier Vernon? He's on a five-year deal, $85 million contract. Just a little bit of coin. Just a little bit of coin. Again, as you said, a bit more coin than we've got. Got entire Giants team, custom engraved, Remy Martin, Louis Thirteenth bottles of cognac. Whoa. That's uh, retail value, $3,000 each. Whoa. 75 players, 20 coaches, various other officials, total of probably over 150K. Damn, that is... That's some serious Christmas coin. That's too much, coin. right? That's too much because how can you... How can you do? What can you do next? Next like season? Yeah, absolutely. How do you top change, that? Change teams. <laughs> change teams. It, and well, it's one of those drinks. Yeah, true. Yeah, I think I, I think you'll stay put. <laughs> it's one of those drinks that you feel guilty drinking because every sip is costing you like yeah. fifty bucks. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's mm. like when you get a new pack of uh, Toblerone, you know that you want to eat it all, but if you eat it all, then you'll have no <laughs> That's, more Toblerone. It's exactly the same. <laughs> That's the that. journalism equivalent. <laughs> Uh, and the best one, I think, well, probably the most surprising one to me, Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco, like, you know, generally considered a pretty uncool guy. He's, he's very Ben Affleck. He's very pancake face. He's very... <laughs> would he be played by Ben Affleck? Yes, in the he would Joe be played Flacco by... Movie? Yes, he would. Um, and it would be overacted to the extreme. But uh, Oculus Rift goggles and alien wear for 14 of his offensive linemen, including the guys on practice squad and on injured reserve. I'm impressed. I've got to say, I am going to defer to both of you because I don't like that. Does not that's not English to me. What is that? Okay, the, Oculus Rift is like the it's the VR ah, stuff. Okay, I'm with yeah, yeah. So it's like the goggles and right. stuff. Yeah. So instead of fighting aliens in regular, you know, on your screen form, you can fight them as okay. if they're right there in your living room. Uh, is Three there's grand like a each. like a subtle dig? Maybe he's only given it to the linemen, and he's saying. I'm, he's giving them eyewear, virtual eyewear. Mm. Maybe he's being like, maybe next season, guys, protect me a bit better. <laughs> Use these to practice. Play some Madden on your Oculus Rift. Hey, I'm sure I've seen actually there's a college that is working on that. Like they're working on that for quarterbacks to improve their awareness right. and stuff. Like Go through this, progressions. Yeah, like these VR sort of goggle it's things. Genius. It's pretty cool. Thing. It might even be Stanford. Of course they did because of course they're Stanford. all nerds. Um, moving on, though, first down under. It's over. All right, 
Lachlan Edwards had a <laughs> solid shot against the Patriots despite the Jets' struggle. Yep. Punting four times for a 45-yard gross average and two inside 20. Mm-hmm. Yep, uh, Lachlan Edwards uh, unfortunately finds himself on the Jets and they've had a shocking season. Yeah, well, uh, I guess probably a practice. So he gets to be out there a lot. He does get a lot of practice as a rookie. It's been an up-and-down year for him, but uh, hopefully finish on a high next week, week 17. Uh, the biggest story, Brad Wing. He's coming off two back-to-back NFC East better. special teams player of the week performances. He had a 48.3 yard average and a long part of 56 yards. Mm-hmm. One inside 20 against Philly. Um, yes, they lost against Philly, but with uh, Dallas, I think I think one of the other wins secured their spot yep, there are, mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs. There are another so, one of those teams, though, that are in, but they're why, in, but why are uh, they yeah. in? Well, they, I think Philly you know, asked them a lot of questions that other Although teams Although you should be scared, because when the Giants recently. are in the playoffs and they're not know, playing well, you know what happens. Yeah, they beat know, the, Patriots. the Patriots. And and the Giants are the team that can do that. I mean, yeah, they beat the exactly. Cowboys twice yep. this year. Yep. Yep, the only team they to can do turn that. it on. They're like the Steelers. They turn it on they do. In fact, it's kind of funny. Brad Wing, Jordan Berry both in the playoffs with yep. those teams that can absolutely upset anyone. Exactly, which we is could, great We could have an Aussie Super Bowl winner again. That would be amazing. Well, imagine if they did face off. That would be incredible. Um, it's great news for Australians in the NFL uh, moving forward. John Berry had three punts for the Steelers this week, one inside 20, a long punt of 55 yards. And for Adam Gotsis in the Broncos, uh, the defensive end, he only had one tackle, but uh, an, a good season for him, I think, in his rookie year. And he'll be looking to end that one next, next uh, week on a high as well. Yep. Uh, now we move into... I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum. Of course, we're asking contender or bum for a little bit of a twist on our Week 17 predictions. Guys, there's uh, the playoff race. It's starting to come together. The pictures, you know, all been framed and set for some teams. Arizona, Philly, Los Angeles, Chicago, San Fran, New Orleans, Minnesota, and Carolina officially out. Um, Pretty much everyone in the AFC except New England, Oakland, Pittsburgh, Houston, Kansas, and Miami are also out. So what do you guys think will happen in Week 17, Dom? Just quickly outside of the playoffs Mm, race, my prediction for Week 17 is that Phillip Rivers is going to target Antonio Gates 37 times. (laughs) Because he's one touchdown away from equaling Tony Gonzalez's record of 111 touchdowns for a tight end. That's Look, a great take. And, a, it, and yes. a great betting tip, I reckon, as well. Maybe for first touchdown scored? Yeah, first, yeah absolutely. Because yeah, he's just going to yeah. be throwing he's his all way all day. The only person he's throwing like to that. is Antonio Gates. I like Gates. that. I like that. That's what, a really good take. What about you, Jace? What are you thinking? Um, oh, it's probably not too out there. But um, I'm going to extend it. So I'm going to say for week 17, Packers to go six in a row and take out the Lions. And then keep going and go nine in a row and win the Super Bowl. Wow. That would, wow. I just, I just think that Laurie the would be very going. pleased with that prediction. And really? He's probably looking for a little bit of love from you, considering that you defeated him in fantasy football. Oh, I wasn't going to bring it up. The yeah, championship absolutely. belt. No, don't worry. I will. <laughs> Champion. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. yeah I, 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 think, I think if they beat the Lions and they've just got a head of steam going into the playoffs, um, the NFC, the Cowboys are probably the only team that's going to, I think, give them a challenge. Maybe mm. the Falcons, but I think they, they're playing similarly. Um, and then they can go go all the way. That's, that's my hot take. I know, okay, I know that you have um, beaten Laurie, so 
you reserve the right to not talk them up. But I think we do also need to talk about the Cowboys really quickly because yes, they have the yeah. number one seed in the NFC mm-hmm. and they deserve some love for they that. They looked very good against Detroit. Like they were sort of being kept toe to toe with Detroit for much of the game, but then they just went to fifth gear and mm-hmm. that w- that game was over real fast. Des Bryant even throwing touchdowns. Des Bryant touchdowns. throwing touchdowns. <laughs> that's very going well. Right, but that's enough Cowboys love. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it ends. Um, but yeah, no, I think the one for me to watch will be Washington. They are just teetering on the edge of uh, a playoffs uh, spot with an 8-6-1 record. They'll face the Giants. Um, so they face a must-win situation there. And they needed Dallas to win, and they got that. So I think Washington perhaps uh, could be in line for a sneaky little playoffs berth. You like that? Yeah, I think so. The Giants might be, you know, they might be a little bit content right now. they got their playoffs berth locked up. Maybe uh, take the foot off the gas a little and... Allow Kirk Cousins and his men to steam right in, and it's it's in Washington as well. So yeah, I like the chances there. What about um, any other hot takes you guys have moving forward as we wrap up the regular season next week? Um, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna say Matt Ryan MVP as well. Boom, calling yeah. it done, job done. Right, all right. Well, that's going to be a big one to watch for us. Uh, look, I think that we've pretty much covered everything there is to be covered. I cannot, I cannot wait for week seventeen to get underway. It's uh, been a very, it's gone so quick, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's gone quick. It hasn't always it? goes so quick. You yeah. know, like we come in. Well, you guys don't, but we come in. <laughs> Laurie, Pat, and I every we week, and uh, yeah, it just we just, just come in when it gets like important. Yesterday. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. We're here when it when matters. It's up. We're clutch. Yeah. That- <laughs> Laura's not clutch. No. <laughs> as evidenced twice today. Oh, wow. Um, he's going to love listening back to this episode. Um, if you've got I love you, Laurie. Any opinions about Laurie and his fantasy ability or Jason and his or Dom and his hot takes about San Diego and Antonio Gates, um, get in touch at HardCountFox on Twitter using the hashtag HardCount. Or you can get in touch with me at Melanie Dunyashki. Dominic Burke, you're at Dominic Burke, aren't you? I am. On Twitter and mm. uh, yourself, Jason? I'm at Jason R. Marsh. Well, what's the R, can we it's ask? It's a secret. Oh, Roberto. Yeah. All right, nailed it. Uh, before we leave, <laughs> uh, let's give some shout-outs. So i got a little confession to make, guys. Um, gonna leave We're us. not really on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> 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 this has all been a figment of uh, Oculus Rift, actually. Yeah. It's all virtual I knew reality. It. You're not it even here. too good to be true. <laughs> Uh, so I want to bet against my boyfriend, you know, uh, the much name-dropped by Pat Stack boyfriend, uh, if you've been listening to this pod earlier. Um, and for losing this bet, he's a 49ers fan. Yes, um, he is. And I'm a Patriots fan. He had to make, uh, he had to buy me dinner and compose an original rap about the Patriots, my team. So to lead us off into the distance, here is that rap, an outstanding original composition. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week. Yeah, yeah, this is your boy, NEP. Rep the NFL's finest since 1960. Keeping it real. Oh yeah, this is it. It's your boy. AFC East Division, baby. Foxborough Mass is the home of the set. Playing out of Gillette, it's the best a man can get. The patriarchal pack is the leader of the pack. In his own by the practice cuts on the track. So now a Boston Tea Party is a touchdown party from a QB. In the past, who's been a little naughty. His balls have been low on the PSI. And a white formal model who's easy on the eye. TV 12, throwing rainbows to the house. See you later. To Amendola, Edelman, Mitchell Floyd, Ogden Slater. Keeping it tight on the end zone. In a state, Bennett Langle and the Grump. Who has something else to say? Grump and boom, Grump and play. 
from can score every day. On the team is the man in the high tower. Calling shots like LMFAO, champagne shower. When Tommy's getting high and Jimmy gets to rock, although the blouse smokes you on the way to the gun show. Pop, pop, minute man, sound of their boomstick. On a gust, cast you kick, or a pick, six trick. New England Patriots, red, white, and blue, putting teams on their back, and they haven't got a clue. And before I'm done, here's something for fun. Don't better check yourself before you wreck yourself.